What's up, y'all? The following podcast you're about to listen to is the Am I Still on the Air? The Suicide Squad spoiler review. Now, this was a really special episode that we recorded on August 8th, and we did it live on YouTube. So there is a video version of this show if you would like to watch it. If you would, head on over to YouTube.com forward slash Am I on the Air and check out the video version of this Suicide Squad spoiler review. You can check out our playlist as well with all the other Am I Still on the Airs from about the last year. If you would like to listen, this is the right place. This is the audio version of our podcast. So we wanted to make sure you had both formats for you, video on YouTube and audio right here on our podcast feed. Thanks, guys, and enjoy the show. You're listening to Am I Still on the Air? And now here's your host, Don Mega. Well, what is going down, everybody? Welcome to a very special Am I Still on the Air? That's right. This is the spinoff show of Am I on the Air where we come together and we break down a very specific topic. And you know what it is today. It's time for another world-famous spoiler review. And tonight we talking The Suicide Squad. That's right. Not just Suicide Squad. Make sure you get that the in there. It's very, very important because this is a different movie It is a kind of sequel, kind of reboot, continuation of The Suicide Squad that came out in 2016, directed by David Ayer, but this time it's directed by James Gunn, and we're getting ready to break down all of its R-rated gloriousness. So, as always, with the Am I Still in the Airs, we always have guest speakers on with me, and you know them. You know both these guys. If you've been with me for any amount of time, you know when it comes down to spoiler reviews, this is the crew right here. So, bring it on in. My boy Friggins, what up, man? Hey, hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us tonight and uh, excited for you to be part of our squad tonight. Yes, this is the podcast squad right here. And coming <laughs> yep. up next, yep. my boy from the People's Forum, Peeps. What's up, man? What What is up, squad? Make sure that we don't go too far out of line or else DX will handle us in the way that this is he's gonna cut off our mics he's gonna cut off the mics (laughs) they don't have bombs in their heads but i can kick them off this conversation (laughs) if i need to all right all right don so warned us like you warned us like 10 minutes i warned y'all yeah stay on track get it all right (laughs) task force x in the house yes all right guys we know what it is tonight it's all about the spoilers yes This is where we come. This is where we get the freedom to really break down a film, guys. You know, on the normal podcast, I always stay spoiler-free and really just kind of can only lightly touch upon what happens and what we thought, what we liked, what we didn't. Um, But here we can really deep dive in and get you guys knowing of what is going down. So I'm so excited to get into this thing, man. You know, it's funny because we were talking a little bit over the weekend as we each saw the movie. I saw it on the Thursday night preview night. And then Peep saw it on Friday and then friggin' saw it on Saturday. And as we were kind of gathering thoughts, 
you know, the overall was everybody loved it, right? I mean, it just, it was one of those ones that, you know, I was saying typically when we come together and we do these spoiler reviews, there's a lot of different opinions. Sometimes two of us really like it and then one didn't or one really liked it, one liked it okay and one hated it or whatever the case may be. So this one's going to be interesting because we all liked it. So it's going to be cool to kind of see and talk about and break down what we did really like, what we dug, what, you know, there still could have been stuff we didn't like, what we could have wanted better. So we're going to get through all those different things here. So um, I, think, I get- think it'll be fun, too, because I think we all will like it, but just for, like, different reasons. And that's what I'm really excited to hear, like, you know, the differences with that. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what's going to be so funny to see. Kind of, it might be something that I really like that Fred was like, oh, "I hated that part." You know, we've been through yeah. this kind of stuff before too. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to kind of see how it all comes together. So once again, guys, my name is Don Mega DX Don Mega. Thank you so much for joining us once again on this show. And like I said, spoilers, we are going to break this down. So if you haven't seen the movie yet, what are you waiting for? It's in theaters right now. You can watch it on HBO Max as well. So get to it, okay? So as we like to do, we're going to kick things off with just overall thoughts. You know, this is kind of where we go around, write that initial thought coming out the theater. What did we think? What did we, you know, come out with just that excitement of? I think it's going to be well-rounded here. So, you know, I'll just say coming out of it, I saw it in IMAX, like I said, that preview night, and absolutely just loved it. Just loved it, loved it, loved it. Um, I My only little bit of sadness is that I didn't give it five stars and I really, really was hoping going into it because I'm yet to have a five star movie this year. And I thought for sure this was going to be it. And I came out with a four and a half out of five. So super close. Um, but, but it's just a little bit disappointed that it didn't quite hit that five for me. But, you know, and that that's just nitpicking, but I absolutely loved it. It is one of my favorite movies of the year. I watched it again the very next night on HBO Max and just had that same vibe. I mean, even sitting at home, <clears throat> it wasn't as cool as seeing it in IMAX, but um, it was it, it's such a fun movie, man, and such cool characters that we'll get into. So I overall was just very happy with it. I thought James Gunn was the perfect guy to do it. I saw a lot of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy similarities in the way he shot it and the way certain action scenes were and stuff like that, that I was like, oh, that's that exact scene from over here. Um, but but I love that, you know, and of course you got the music and you got all these other things that we're used to with the James Gunn kind of style. But I thought he was the perfect person to do something as batshit crazy as the Suicide Squad. Um, so, yeah, so my overall thoughts coming out was just pure uh, happiness, excitement. So, so cool that he got the creative freedom that he got to make an R-rated comic book movie and just go ballistic because it's nuts to see this and be like, man, this is in the same universe as Shazam. You know, <laughs> like I mean, True. that's what's kind of crazy. True. You know, so just because how how over the top it was. So uh, that's mine. So friggins, man, what 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 was your overall thoughts coming out? You know, I walked out of there and I just was like. Why did I like this movie so much? I had there was no right for us to walk out of a Suicide Squad movie and be like, "What was that?" You know, and it was just this, um, you know, overarching feeling of just mind blown. <laughs> you see what I did there, peeps? Yeah, um, <laughs> good. Um, that was good. So you know me being friggins like i like my rated r stuff i want star wars rated r i want you know 
you know, Aladdin rated R. I want everything, blood and guts and stabbing and really all does. that stuff. He's not joking. Um, he really does. No. <laughs> I'm not joking. Everything needs to be rated R in friggin' world, but everything. And, I appreciate um, it as well. I finally got that. And it was so cool to see people just like let loose and not only just in the characters, but even a director just letting loose. So yes, I, I it was all these kind of like I can't believe this happened. I can't believe that happened. I can't believe that happened. And it was just joy and excitement. And that's what we're supposed to walk out of a theater feeling. Uh, not, you know, looking back being like, well, you know, yeah. it, it was just something that I've been missing from, you know, the, the movie theater experience uh, over the last, you know, year and a half or whatever. So it was great to, you know, be, be able to get that again and uh, walk out just with a big old smile on my face and just wanting to talk about it and just be like, oh, but what about this? And what about that? So, yeah, all, all in all, good times. Oh, yeah. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients? Can we be healed with sound? Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast audio branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. And you guys both saw in the theater as well, too, right? You guys, I did. Yes. Yes. Great. Awesome. Peeps, what you got? Um, I didn't quite have the IMAX experience that DX had. I'm pretty jealous, uh, to be honest. Um, I just had the XD experience. So same. same. Um, but I mean, I'm going to try to not be super giddy. <laughs> oh my god, I love this movie. It's the best thing ever. I'm trying. I'm gonna try just to be professional review peeps and just be like, this movie. It. I enjoyed it, and this is why. <laughs> But holy fucking shit, man. I <laughs> probably like this movie more than these two here. I'm going to be, uh, I, I could tell you that right now. I can felt just from your text coming out the theater, I would assume that. I cannot <laughs> stop thinking about the ridiculousness of this movie. Like, it was, again, movie is like, it is art. It is, you know, just like dance and just like music and the directors and the actors, um, you know, the, the the combination of their efforts create a work of art. And this movie, in my opinion, was so many different pieces of art put together, very well meshed together. Like DX was saying, the the music. And I'm sure Friggins was happy with the, the violence and the action scenes. Um, me personally, I really appreciated a lot of the um, shots that were done that I'm going to be talking about, but there were so many very interesting and unique shots that were done in this movie. The humor, I don't care if it's poo-poo, caca, like, <laughs> I just killed you, you know, humor. Like, it, I, I thought every, almost every single joke that was thrown in this movie was funny, even when a certain scene was happening, and I know, oh shit, they're probably killing the wrong people. <laughs> As that was happening, I knew what was going to happen, but that just made me enjoy that scene that much more at the end yes, of it. Yes. Um, I, I'll talk about all my loves about this movie, but <laughs> there, it felt like there were so many layers to the movie. Like I'm like, there wasn't, it wasn't a black and white, we have to stop this thing. 
You know, like they had a mission in the beginning <laughs> and then another group had a mission <laughs> and then another guy has a mission in that mission, but then there's relationships that are built. And unlike most team movies that I've been, that we've seen, I really felt the connection with these characters and I'm, I'm going to stop. Yeah. We're going to be talking about all this kind of stuff, but at, at the end of the day, I was extremely happy. I think I'll talk about my disappointments later. So. <laughs> yeah. All right. Good, good. We'll get to it here in a second. I mean, just to kind of summarize, like Peeps was saying, you know, storyline wise for this movie, very different from the other Suicide Squad movie, right? That one was very more of that generic kind of superhero thing, right? They're fighting faceless kind of creatures. And then we got the big sky cloud and, you know, very just over the top kind of stuff. So in this one, we take it a little bit more serious. It's more grounded. It's almost weird in one aspect to say grounded and serious, knowing what this movie is. Um, they fight a, a giant a, starfish, a, yeah, <laughs> and, and as a weasel goes into battle, but uh, right, you know, but 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 in a different way, you know, like yeah, we have these two. The movie kicks right off with the Suicide Squad being put together, Rick Flag putting another team together, and going on this mission to go to Corto Maltese. Um, and you know, he's got Harley, and he's got Captain Boomerang, and he's got a bunch of the other team members there, ready to go, ready to rock it, and. And in Deadpool 2 fashion, the whole team basically dies in the opening shot before we get the opening credits. And it was glorious from that aspect. And then it scans over the island a little bit more. And you see there's a second team that was sent out by Amanda Waller with um, uh, Bloodsport and uh peacemaker and Ratcatcher 2 and king shark um in you know polka dot man so there's, like, there's two teams going out and basically team one's being used as the diversion and team two is going off to the races here but they're going to kind of take down this uh place that sounded like it was from thor i was i was like oh we're going to jotunheim <laughs> yeah. like, you know, yeah. i was like are, are the frost giants here too like what's yeah. going on uh, but yeah, but they need to take this thing down because of this Project Starfish. And yeah, we think it's this one mission. And as the movie goes on, we find out it's a different mission that turns into something even more different by the end of the movie. Yeah. Um, so, th- I mean, that's the general uh, layup of the movie where it all takes place on this island. And we meet all these different characters and we're just on this mission to take down uh, this facility. So, um, you know, uh, what a crazy opening right from the beginning i just want to talk about that opening for a minute before we get into specifics on what we liked what we didn't like just really this opening sequence of what a cool way to kind of handle it right because we jump right in to it and you know from the moment weasel jumps out and he's he's just drowning (laughs) did anybody check to see if the weasel could swim (laughs) the the look that she gave the guy that was like yeah, she's just kind of like, oh god. Dude, and, just, and and when they're showing that with Waller and all them looking at each other, like, oh my god, like you just see it on the screen in the background. He's like, he's just in the water flailing, and then, and then he's just underwater, just dead. And, but even uh, before that, DX, like the interactions that they had in the yes. helicopter, like just oh, happy best. rolling. I'm like, I love this already. Like it's it's been on for like. Like yeah. eight minutes, and I just love this. Everything I'm seeing so far. Yeah, yeah. The banter on the plane, and just like, what is, is he this a thing, werewolf? A dog? Yeah, it's like, is he a dog? A dog mate? <laughs> he was like, a what kind of dog do you think this is? <laughs> like, it's just his face was so funny, dude. Captain and Boomerang. Even dude, even lines yeah. like your your name are letters. Like yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. everybody's letters. names are letters. <laughs> 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 so 
just stupid, but it's yeah. TDK what does TDK stand for. Yeah. Uh, just yeah, the, the banter is great. Then we jump off, and then um Blackguard played by Pete Davidson, he sells them out. He's like, Hey guys, we're over here, and his face just gets blown off. Oh, which yeah. I was just like, Oh man, we're diving in, let's go, baby. And this battle just breaks out, and one by one, all the characters are dying, uh, except for Rick Flag and Harley Quinn, and just everybody gets taken out in different ways. I could not believe Captain Boomerang died in the first right? five minutes of this thing. This is one of our returning people from the 2016 movie, right? We had Rick Flag, um, Amanda Waller, Captain Boomerang, Harley Quinn. Um, I think that's it. So that 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 was our returning people mm-hmm. from the first movie. And Captain Boomerang gets taken out in the opening sequence. I could not believe that. And I, I figured he'd probably bite it later in the movie, but I yeah. was not expecting that. And um, it it was just a a cool sequence of how everybody's getting taken out. Weasel's dead. And then Michael Rooker's character was like, I'm out of here, man. He starts having PTSD, jumps in the water. Waller's telling him, get back, get back. And she ends up hitting the button. Boom, head explodes. And the blood in the water. (laughs) Warner Brothers. The bird. That was Oh, Oh, the bird. The bird. Getting some revenge. Getting revenge. Yeah. So, I mean, hell of an opening, man, you know, and then we scale over. Like I said, we see Team 2, and then we flash back uh, to see the setup of everything of how these teams kind of came together. So, guys, let's talk about this opening sequence, man. Just kind of what, you know, Fred, what what was the thoughts, man? Just kind of where was your head at after just seeing how this movie just opened? (laughs) I, I, You know, I was just sitting there shaking my head, just perplexed. You know, what is happening is like the thing that kept running across my mind. And like peeps had mentioned before, like the banter inside the ship was perfect. It was so much fun. Just like how, how many movies can you say is where that there's a group of individuals just sitting across from each other talking and it, you're completely captivated and engaged into what's going on. I mean, there's, few and far between right usually we're always talking about the action scenes and all those things but that was truly one of the the best ways to open up is just showing a little bit of these characters and their personalities and their interactions was was really really fun uh but then to turn around and see them all get axed like that was surprising because you look at all of the promotions all of the trailers <laughs> everything is showing this big squad now we know in suicide squad people are gonna die but like i don't think any of us were prepared for like the whole squad to pretty much get killed right off the bat and you know <laughs> in the just, beginning it was such a great move like if you look at and think about having the guts to go in that direction having you know this this total left turn that nobody was prepared for. I mean, we knew from trailers that there were a few characters that weren't part of that squad. So you just assume a couple are going to die and those guys will fill in. And just to just say like, Oh, you thought that was the only squad. We have another one over here. That was just super unprecedented. It was, you know, um, shocking. And it was a really cool, twist to the scenario instead of just backfilling and and letting them go wild and and it makes so much sense to me now seeing because you know through the promotions and everything else that was going on the the the, uh with this movie i kept saying why are he why is he pulling all these random ass characters Uh, you know like (laughs) characters that have been in so few comics that so few people even know exist um and i couldn't understand why he's trying to like amp them up 
Um, it just totally makes sense. So he could just kill them all in the first yeah. 15 minutes. Just need people that Warner Brothers doesn't care about that he can yes, kill like exa- that. <laughs> exactly. And we won't leave a void anywhere. I'll and tell how- you, though, going off that, though, like with like the marketing and stuff like that, they did a really good job. And they did alternate shots and they did some CGI stuff because there's that scene with uh, Mongol where she jumps on the helicopter and kind of brings it down. Like they did an alternate shot of that in the trailer where she's jumping, but it looks like she's jumping at that facility where Starro's at at the end mm-hmm. of the movie. So like it shows her jumping kind of off the building, not with the helicopter, not on the island. So like you're thinking like, oh, okay, she'll be in it at some other point down the road. Because in the marketing for the first movie, you know, we all knew that Slipknot was going to be the one to bite it because, like, he right. wasn't in any, like, any of the scenes. Like, no scenes at all except for that one beginning part of them putting <laughs> the team together. And, like, with this one here, they, they did such a good job with posters and advertisements. And, oh, look at Nathan Fillion is playing TDK. And, yeah. that, you know, Pete Davidson is Blackguard and da-da-da-da. And, you know, Captain Boomerang, like, all these things. And you're like, oh, cool. Like, it's just going to be a big team. And the way it was set up, too, that we had two teams kind of going out it, it didn't make it overly obvious either because you're like, once you see that there's the other team, you're like, okay, well, that's where Peacemaker's at. And that's where all these other characters are that we know are in the movie. She just kind of separated into two units, not knowing that that A, a unit was going to just basically be destroyed. So I, right. I thought it was a beautiful setup. Well, you know, it was, um, it was just really fun to see. It was, unexpected it was shocking and so for that scene in particular i think it really sets the tone of saying like i'm gonna do what i want to do with this um so you know uh, the one last thing i'll add and before i let peeps kick in here uh, was you know you mentioned about the blood kind of going out and saying warner brothers studio and i thought this is pretty interesting because Warner Brothers is allowing James Gunn to do what he wants to do, to really let loose. And for the opening credit scene where it shows the name of the company that is paying for everything, it's literally blood seeping out of a dead dude's head. I, I, I thought that was bold. That was a bold decision. Um, but it also sets that whimsical tone that we get, especially later on in the film, as we see, you know, a couple different things carrying through um, in, in similar fashion. So um, yeah, that was kind of like my impressions of, of that opening scene. Peeps. Um, yeah, you know, mirroring <laughs> a lot of things that you guys had said, but I, you know, friggin' you had made the statement, um, you know, like, like, like how often do you see teams like that with, you know, banter going back and forth and, uh, Myself, I think of the first Transformers movie uh, when the, 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 you know, the, the, the crew was kind of going back and forth and same Aliens as well. Um, yeah. You know, just get like just a quick scene of everybody together kind of allowing you to, to see their personalities and, and, and just you know, start to already develop who you like and who you don't like. Like, yeah, he's harmless. Well, he's killed 27 children. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> Not that harmless, but you know, I, I don't know. It, it yeah. and, and then it, it was a definitely a great psych moment because you got Harley and Flag on that team, so mm-hmm. there's no way this is just a throwaway team. But I mean, what again, great character, I think, uh, you know, display for Amanda Waller. Like, we have this scene where she is obviously using these guys as their name is intended. This is literally a suicide mission for these guys. So the other guys can maybe, you know, complete their mission. So um, 
throughout the fi- some kind of suicide squad <laughs> <laughs> you know throughout this whole throughout the whole movie like amanda is the villain in a way mm-hmm. and yeah. i'm sure friggins can appreciate you know how how well they they um you know tie her into her comic book counterpart where oh, she yeah. is heartless and cold mm-hmm. and she is uh as uh um you know Bry had mentioned back in the People's Forum, she is the wall, like a force to be reckoned with. And that is literally how she comes off. You need <laughs> to hit her in the back of the head with a bat. <laughs> to, yeah. you know. So <laughs> um, so you know, going back to the scene, like you know, like you said, the whole Captain Boomerang death, like, yes, that sucks, but I think like just the way he went out, it wasn't just a simple shot to the head, like he had that shrapnel throughout his yeah. whole body, and then he was just kind of looking up at Harley right before he just got just obliterated by the helicopter. And it, I don't like when movie when a character dies in a movie and everybody just kind of moves on. Like, eh. like there was actually like she like Harley was like actually sad about that moment, mm-hmm. and um, and then you know it was kind of broken up a little bit when the javelin guy. <laughs> Yeah, handed yeah. her the jab. <laughs> yeah, was just like just all slapping him. <laughs> yeah, what do I do? Wait, what do, I do? <laughs> <laughs> and this movie does a really good thing with, um, you know, it does a really good job with pay with, with payoffs. Like she carried that javelin <laughs> yeah, the entire movie. She didn't know why, but crazy as Harley knew that she this javelin was supposed to do something for her, and it actually does. And at the end of the, I don't know javelin. Friggins will probably go on a rant here, telling us about how the javelin's <laughs> made out of you know one of Superman's toenails, and it's stronger than that. I have no idea what the special properties of this javelin is. There's people out there that do, and that moment that he goes through Starro's eye, maybe that's a nod. I don't know, but I loved it. Like she knew, she. I loved it. Um, Mongol, like you said, going all ham on the helicopter. I. I know Mongol, the character, so I'm like, oh, Mongol, she's going to be badass. She's, you know, Hulk busting a, a, a helicopter. I was like, oh, I yep. <laughs> but then she's on fire. I don't <laughs> know, man. It was such a good scene, um, showing off their their TDK in his arms. He's just slapping He's people. Just, <laughs> <laughs> it was so weak. It's like it was what? the detachable kid. That's what TDK stands for. <laughs> the detachable oh, kid. Was- such a great display of everyone's you know talents and how disposable like we said they are and you know everyone doesn't die in, at, at, at that so i don't know it, it was a great it was a great intro and for me i'm like i feel like you know whenever you see the beginning of a movie like this much like you know always always you shoot them up as an example like the first you know five minutes of shoot them up pretty much paints the the story for the rest of of that movie and and this sure. movie does the same thing with this opening mm-hmm. yeah great great opening question for you guys i'm just wondering after seeing this um tell me it wasn't as obvious to you guys that uh sport was definitely written to be dead shot in that 100 percent, right 100%. yeah because i'm like dude this is so written for dead shot and they just said Oh, Will Smith can't come. <laughs> we gonna do this. But yeah. he's he's a crazy ass marksman that has all these skills. Teenage daughter doing it for his girl. I'm like, this is this because I know when he wrote the script, the intention was Deadshot coming back. 
yeah. there was even confusion I remember reporting on when Idris Elba joined the cast and they said Idris Elba is the new dead shot. He's replacing him. And then they were like, oh, no, he's a new character. Because I think Will Smith's people came out and said, whoa, we never left the role. Like, what do you mean he's replacing him? So they were like, yeah. now we're going to make him a different kind of uh, marksman type dude. Yeah. But yeah, no, I just I was just like, you could just so tell like that was written for Deadshot. I definitely felt it. And I was thinking as I was watching it, I mean, when him and his daughter first had the reaction before the fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you part. <laughs> yeah. But when they first had their interaction with each other, I'm like, this is just Deadshot. But then it changed it up at that moment. So I'm like, okay, maybe this is, you know, the their way of recognizing, you know, Deadshot and there being anything. But then also kind of like playing like i don't know maybe joking about it like in, in a fourth wall kind of way you know just uh i don't know i didn't really say that i way, I, but... I think it was 100 dead, dead shot yeah. because not only do you have the kid section uh section about where he's talking with his kid but then also later on like when they mention how flag and yeah. um and he and dead shot or blood sport knew each other they just kind of were like, oh, they were on a squad at some point before. Like, not a suicide squad, but like, a, um, you know, yeah, they, they worked together. together. Yeah. yeah, they worked together. And so, like, that could have been the easily, like, oh, <laughs> they've done this once before, you know, as a team. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I definitely think that. I, I liked Edris Elba so much more than I liked Will Smith. Like, I, I am, I lo- yeah, I, I am okay with Will Smith. Not me. <laughs> that's oh, I hate saying that because I love right. Will Smith. I thought Will I was awesome like, as Deadshot. So it's, hard it's hard to say. But I, I, also I will loved say Idris. Exactly. I thought Idris was incredible on this. Uh, I loved his character by the end. I thought his I don't I didn't know nothing about blood sports. So like his helmet I thought was badass. I want that helmet. Oh, yeah. the just with cool. the with the skeleton teeth the, at the, the bottom and just yeah. the straight you know, shard at the top, like, and I love that his suit just had all those weapons, man, all that nanotechnology of just the yes. guns, and he kept just pulling shit out of everywhere, and the slingshot it. stuff on his arm was awesome, mm-hmm. dude, he was so just good. slingshotting across the beach, and flamethrowers, and I'm like, dude, his shit is awesome right yeah. now, That's so I really, shit. really dug that, so that, that was cool as hell, but he totally should have been Dutch. <laughs> I, I also love that moment, too, like, he could do the same thing as me. Yeah. Oh, that was so good. His background was exactly <laughs> the same. And he's like, he's just me, but better. <laughs> yeah, with smaller bullets. With smaller oh, bullets. Uh, again, payoffs, right? Like, yes. Right. So yes. good. So good. Totally. James Gunn is just, he has this strange way of just hitting everything so perfectly where he can drop you a yeah. small comment, this way of foreshadowing, maybe that, like, as Peeps just said, that will pay off dividends later on as it goes through. And just, you just, kind of like man it, it shows the thought process that he's put into it the attention to detail and just the difference of when the studio allows their you know artists essentially to do the work and right. let them put in that full amount of effort and tell the story that they want to tell by doing the things that they want to do and it is this is the perfect example to, to or even like the Snyder cut right so it's like it's the, yeah. these two films are the perfect example of why they should let these if you're going to get a big time director to come do this thing let them let loose and this is what you're going to get yeah. <laughs> yeah no 100% man let these guys do their thing man they come in with these pitches right like you go to the studio you say this is Pitch my it. idea this is what i want to do and they say cool greenlit let's do this 
let them do it. You know, like, I mean, that's what, if you read any of the articles James Gunn's come out with over the last week, that's exactly what he said he did, man. He goes, I went in with pictures of all these characters and I told them in the first five minutes, I'm killing all these guys off. And then this is where the movie's going to follow. And I'm going to kill these people off halfway through the movie and it's going to be rated R and da da da. -da, And they just said, do what you got to do. And they, they left it alone, man. And, And that's what's awesome, you know, because now, you know, it can't help but feel bad for David Ayer. You know who who has come out now and said like that that Suicide Squad movie is not my movie. That's yeah. not what I originally made. The studio twisted it and they re-edited it and they made all these changes and they put more. You know, tried to force this comedy into it that it wasn't there and and they changed it and now everybody wants to release this air cut. But it's like he got messed with and then James Gunn comes in and they're like make whatever you want. Now the <laughs> thing now the thing to understand too though is that. The people in charge of Warner Brothers when David Ayer did Suicide Squad are now no longer there. They're not in charge anymore this, right now. So that's why James Gunn got more freedom because the people that are in charge now are more creator specific. You know, like, hey, this is what we're going to let you do. Whereas before, as you saw with Justice League and everything else, they were too like they just got in and they were like, you need to change this. You need to change that. And they messed with it, man. And they screwed up their whole damn universe. Because they were too hands on, and they should have just let these creators create. And, I, and every I wonder, time we get these, I wonder if that started with Shazam. You know, like I, I, I don't know much about the um, production or development of Shazam, but the way it turned out, they were probably thinking, you know, like ah, no one's really going to care about yeah. this. So go ahead, do what you want. And that it turned out to be as good as it was. So <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, and I feel I feel like James Wan pretty much got to do what he wanted with Aquaman as well, too. I mean, that's why he's coming back for the sequel and everything, because I feel like he got to pretty much make what he set out to do as well, too. But those earlier films had a lot of just, you know, hands-on, and a lot of those people just aren't around anymore. So um, good for Gunn, but just really makes you feel bad for David Ayer, who just, you know... Has yeah. to take the brunt of now everybody being like, oh, this movie's so much better than that other one, and you know, and all this stuff. And then the poor guy's like, that wasn't even my movie, man. Yeah. You know that but I made. So it was cool to hear though that David Ayer is actually was actually happy for. James oh yeah, Dunn. totally. You yeah, know, totally. it's not like he's salty about it or anything. It's like, yeah, I'm be- like, like, yo, good for you. They got the right man for the job, kind of thing. Yeah. So. But yeah, yeah, like no, you said, it would have been nice to actually see his vision and yeah. the additional Joker stuff that he wanted to put in there. And, and yeah, I still hope, that. man. There's no reason to not let him put his cut out. I mean, as a, like an HBO Max thing, like the Snyder cut. Yeah. Like, what what would it hurt? I mean, it doesn't sound like like with the Snyder cut, they had to go back and they had to like re-edit and they had to finish all these effects and they had to do all this extra stuff. It cost them millions upon millions of dollars. This air cut is done. Like it's just that one's just an editing job to just put his original piece back together, you know, and re-edit sound. Yeah. You know, like there's not gonna it wouldn't be this multi-million dollar project, and it could be something special again to have as an HBO Max exclusive. HBO Max has a DC hub on it. I mean, it's just something special to have on your DC part of your streaming app, man. Why not? Yeah. Like, I don't I don't understand, especially after the success of the Snyder Cut, like, why they wouldn't let him have that, you know? Well, I don't think he can easy thing. edit out the, the ending or the bad guy of that movie, like, and, and change some of the stuff to make that a little bit better. And I know we're not talking about that original Suicide yeah. Squad, but 
Um, but yeah, you're right, right, though. If if there's no additional cost, if the footage is already there, then yeah. what does it matter? Just let him do a direct. It sounds like his, his movie was done, yeah. And then they went back and they rechopped it and they re-edited it and they hired like a trailer company to go in and kind of redo it, you know, trailer style. And so there was a lot of after the fact changes. So his his cut would be a real easy thing to do. He said that in interviews before, like. You know, it wouldn't. Mine thing's not like a Snyder cut. Like you, I could go in and knock this out in a couple of days. You know, like nice. it wouldn't be that big of a deal. You know, so yeah. who knows, man? Hopefully one day. So shout out to David Ayer because yeah. I know that guy's a great filmmaker and he knows how to make some awesome shit. So I think that'd be great to see his actual vision come to life. So, all right, we will jump in now to as we break down these segments of these films. You know, the the what we didn't like, what we loved, and kind of going through the movie here. So we're gonna start right off with the negative. What didn't we like? What did we come out of the theater saying man i wish this was better or i wish it maybe would have had that and kind of what stood out that maybe was something you didn't like that they did so you know peeps i'll start with you what, what do you got top of mind here since you're usually the pickiest one when it comes to this <laughs> right. this is your favorite segment of the show so all right and and the funny thing about this is my one nitpick that i had as i was watching the movie i kind of had a, a, an internal argument with myself and i ended up tell myself to shut the fuck up and it was <laughs> how are these rats able to chew through this starfish when bullets and rockets and all that stuff and a building coming down on top of it wasn't able to shred it but these rats are able to chew through it and then he's like dude the, the other part of me was the heat <laughs> dude they're inside of its eye it's a different type of membrane so yes. the rats are able to chew through so they were still chewing on his, uh, like on the inside of his arm and shit and his leg. Really? They were chewing I, well, on that. The leg King, had King been... Shark was uh, chewing on that shit, too. Well, King Shark's got crazy jaws, but like, uh, hey, man, the, rat, the yeah, leg jaws made out of friggin's the, the teeth and, and bone. But you know, the, the amount of pressure can compound at like greater than like a pit bull can break your bone with its pressure. And that's just a pit bull. You can't imagine what a jaws great white shark can do. What a bullet can do. <laughs> but his uh uh polka dot man also blasted up in the leg a little bit, right? So yeah. maybe they were crawling up in that leg and getting up into the, the oh, squishy yeah, parts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but um the only the only thing i thought was a hell of a nitpick been, there peeps Next. that would have been fun <laughs> is i thought like maybe some kind of cameo that we weren't expecting like whether if it was like this giant star rose here and then they just they killed it and at the very end you see like a flash like hey guys oh hmm, looks like you got it yeah. <laughs> all right you know what i mean like something oh. like some kind of like you just like, nailed my shit man <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and and again it, you know you know dx i'll, I'll give that to you too but mm. I, I i thought that would have been you know great even end yeah. credits or something i thought it would yeah. be good so but yeah i got i fucking got nothing dude that's, <laughs> really that's that's it. my that's my wow. one dude that's um shocked shocked let me think. Let me think. Uh, <laughs> you ponder that. I'll, I'll kick it over to Fred. What, do you yeah. have anything that stood out? Well, first and foremost, I was glad not to go first because I was like, man, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm going to have to think about this a bit too. And and the truth is, like, my biggest uh, nitpick is the one that Deadshot was not in it. And again, not to say that I didn't like Idris Elba. Uh, he was awesome. I love Bloodsport. I just 
really like Will Smith, and I really liked him as Deadshot. So that right there is literally the biggest problem that I have with the film is just that they couldn't get him involved. Um, apart from that, you know, I was just also trying to think of like, is there something else that could have been different? And really the only thing was like, the only thing I could even think of would be just kind of like an alternate ending. And I don't not like the ending. The ending that we had was phenomenal. And um, I, I absolutely loved it. And I don't want them to change it, but at the same respect to go along with their themes of like these being like kind of the bad guys or these being kind of like, um, you know, looking out for themselves how funny of that would have been if them just to leave right and then maybe you see superman fly by real quick to go take care of it right and that would have fit in with the characters so well so that's another thing like as much as i'm glad we got to see them be the heroes for a change uh it also would have been hilarious for them just to walk away (laughs) but yeah biggest nitpick was no dead shot and really um because like what peeps had mentioned like every time a nitpick would come up the other side of me would would explain it away you know because james gunn did such a great job of addressing whatever it was so for example like as so my first thought when the the opening scene was happening is i was like this is going to be a memory maybe the savant is like seeing a vision in the future and it's going to go back and like rewind but they didn't do it. So I can't complain about that. And then I was like kind of irritated with the jumping back in time. Like this yeah, happened yeah. No eight days yeah. ago. This happened no 20 yeah. minutes ago. Yeah. But then when it happens and it explains it, it's right. like, that was perfect. Right. Like, I don't yeah. want you to change that. So this is a rare movie where totally they agree. keep fixing things as the negatives are coming up. They would address it and it was perfectly done. So like, I, I just really like how they hit on all those little things <laughs> yes peeps i remembered one. Oh, sweet I- i'm done so that the the one and it it makes sense for us but it didn't make sense in the world was harley's ability to to nobody wanted to shoot her in the face like they wanted to shoot everybody else in the face but they wanted to <laughs> capture harley alive and then harley kills the president and instead of shooting her in the face they're like no we're going to <laughs> electrocute you until you tell me where your friends are i don't know i i it makes sense why they torture her but i don't know so what you don't know is that harley has this other uh ability she has her actual superpower is to not be shot in the face charm (laughs) don't shoot me in the face no one can shoot her in the face (laughs) her in the face no that's it Oh no! I mean, guys, you you nailed it, man. Like I was doing the same thing. I'm like, what the hell didn't I like about this movie, right? And and the same things that I came up with are the things you guys said. Like, Fred, you nailed it. Like, I hate time jumps in movies. Like sometimes I'm like, it's so stupid to show me something and then be like, here's ten minutes earlier. Exactly. Like just fucking go in order. I don't need to go forward and back. But like you said, like it made sense when they did it. And, and it, it, it took you on a journey as to why, right? We get the mm-hmm. big opening sequence and you're like, holy crap, all these people are dying. And then you're, and then my brain starts going like, well, where the fuck is Peacemaker? And where's King Shark? And where's all these other people that we know are in the movie, right? But Harley's there and Flag's there. So you're like, yeah. what is going on? And then it's like, 
you know, like here over here. And then here's how this set up before, because you've seen the trailers and you know that they had dialogue in the jail and stuff like that. So you're like, when am I going to see this? So it like plays out. And then, you know, the, I, I, it made me so mad when it jumped at the end of the movie and it said eight minutes earlier before the explosion, you know, and I was like, this is stupid. But then you see how that unfolds and how it led to them accidentally detonating early, you know, and all that stuff. So it made sense. And then, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, and then even the whole like, all right, Operation Jodenheim and fire behind them. And then he's like, nope, we got to go get Harley first. Then it's all Harley. (laughs) It just disappears. It says Harley. You know, so So like it, it, it made sense. Um, but then I like want that writing in all comic book movies now. Yeah, so cool, so cool. But then, like I said, like my biggest, biggest standout of what I didn't like, number one, no dead shot as well. I agree. Um, but but what was nailed earlier, the cameos, right? I felt, and this is probably why I didn't go five stars. I felt like I needed a little bit more connection to the overall DCEU. I didn't feel like this really took place in that universe, like to, to an extent, you know, like Harley didn't even have the same tattoos as she did in the other movies. Like there was th- no, like I don't, she, yeah. you know, so there was little things like that, that they tweaked and didn't keep up the, the image of. Um, and just, I just wanted to see something else. I totally thought the ending that would have been cool is exactly what you said, Fred, which would have been Starro's on the loose. They're like, okay, your mission's over. Get the hell out. And as they're getting on the helicopter, you see Superman fly by, and he's laser blasting Starro, and you just see this fight kind of in the distance. You wouldn't even need to get Henry Cavill or anything crazy. You could just see maybe the whole Justice League shows up, keep, right? And they're just taking flies. them out. You see yeah. Batman flying in. You see Superman. Wonder, wave come through. Wonder Woman's yeah. lasso yeah. Is, is going around them, you know, as the helicopter's flying away and you're just like yep they got that shit right like yeah. that is what i wanted i wanted to see a little bit more connection to the bigger part of the universe and we didn't get any of that and even just a nice little cameo of just something or maybe just even on a monitor of being like you know reached out to some hero and being like we need your help and being like no waller you're on your own click you know like just to have that little something something you know and and then you see like now that the movie's out james gunn's been doing a lot of interviews and he said you know his original draft was them going after superman and i'm just like oh my god if i could have just had that you know (laughs) like because that would have been badass for me as a big superman fan like i would have loved to have seen some sort of manipulated superman brainwash whatever going crazy in the squad having to go take down superman Superman, you know, and and how badass would that have been, you know, like a rated R version of that of just, you know, people getting, you know, taken out by Superman. I did like know? hearing that Bloodsport uh, put Superman in the hospital with that kryptonite. Yeah, blood. it's the yeah. one name drop we got in the whole damn movie. So. Which is <laughs> hilarious because actually, like when I was a kid, I got this um, book of, of random. Of, it was a bunch of different characters. It would be like it'd show you like a cover drawing of a character and then have a little dossier of them after and the dead shot photo was like uses kryptonite bullets to shoot at at superman Uh, so i was like ah see there's another dead shot but you know i i have to say you know dx that i'm gonna have to pump the brakes on the cameo stuff a little bit because i feel like we have just become so spoiled in our connected universes because like if you think about what suicide squad is there should not be any superheroes involved because of the fact that this is a squad that is under the radar 
going in. Um, it's everything's controlled from a prison. So in the superheroes' minds, like they're in jail, they're not getting out of jail. So this is stuff that is happening without them knowing about it. That man and, knows about the goddamn Suicide Squad. <laughs> Bruce and Wayne he, had a meeting with Amanda Waller in the first. <laughs> <game>. <laughs> and he, he learns about it, but like Batman would would turn the the blind eye, but maybe not some of the others. But you know, a, apart from this gigantic kaiju starfish, uh, of yeah. course that, that that's catches what I'm saying. That's why it's like we didn't need them popping up earlier in the movie. But like I said, just that off shot moment of just oh. You don't need to worry about that. The league will take care of it, you know. And then sure. you know the helicarrier comes in, and and just it's the whole Justice League kicking ass, and you just see it in the distance. It's just the just Titans enough to or be anybody like, or oh, the... man, they got it. You know. The only thing that I worry about though is that like we get so much of people um, saying like, you know, okay, in Thor: The Dark World, like, well, why didn't Hulk show up or why didn't Iron Man show up? And there yeah. are like logical explanations to why they couldn't fly across, you know continents there right? is no logical explanation as to why superman could not get to a giant ass <laughs> alien Flash. starfish They're on fast. an island He could have been there in fucking 10 <laughs> seconds he but, hears everything <laughs> true 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 I, and i think you know it would make more sense was that on the he news. would show up but we just got spoiled with all the cameos and and the connectivity of things and sometimes we just need to let our that's dudes that's part of the universe <laughs> It's true. That's it's why true. it's that a cinematic true. universe. That's why we like it. Cinematic yeah. universe. <laughs> Hence, so, universe. Yeah. So, yeah. But, hey, man, you know, like I said, this, this is our nitpicks, and this is just, you know, and this is as much as we could come up with for yeah. what we didn't yeah, like in the scene. So, so, switching yeah. gears to what we loved, and, and, I mean, we could probably be here all night going yeah. into what we love because, I mean, pretty much the whole movie, right? Like, there's just so much good stuff uh, in this thing. You know, I'll, I'll just, you know, uh, we'll go in a circle around here and we'll kind of jump in and out of different moments because I'm sure we yeah. all have a lot of the same moments. For yeah. me, I think my favorite scene in the whole movie is them going to rescue Flag. Uh, I think that scene just had me dying of the pissing contest between Peacemaker and Bloodsport yeah. and just, just them trying to one-up each other and killing people. Dude, Cena being like... <laughs> Oh the my guy god! Laying in the bed just cracked me yeah. up like no tomorrow, dude. I was not expecting that. I laughed out loud yeah. so hard. He's just like, that guy sleeping, and I'm like, holy shit, dude! And just just the whole one upmanship across the whole damn field, and they're just taking out all these people. You didn't kill him, eating people. Yeah, exploding bullet, and he's like, because it's dope as fuck. And then he's like, fuck. You're right. <laughs> like just that, that I was like that dialogue piece right there. He's like, that shit don't count. He's like, yeah, unless it's dope as fuck. <laughs> He's like, fuck. You're right. You're right. Like, yeah. <laughs> he was. He was. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> like, and then and then just coming in the curtain, like, hey, okay, what are you guys doing here? We're here to save you. Why didn't my people alert me? Uh, we didn't uh, see anybody. <laughs> like they murdered this whole freedom fighter the crew, finger. dude. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, they murdered this whole freedom fighter oh camp, and I'm God. just like, holy shit, dude. And then fucking polka dot man's like, I, I I just saw my mom and I killed them all. Like it's just like just that way that whole thing came together. That scene, man, for me just rolling especially the second time watching it knowing what was happening no one was it was just so much fun to watch again like seeing it it with like with those eyes that like you already get what's happening now so you can enjoy it that much more it's so so funny because you just don't you take it for granted the first time and then the second time you're like 
oh shit, man. Yeah. They poor lady's just doing her laundry and he blows a dart in her neck, you know, <laughs> like shit like that. <laughs> like, you know, so just like I said, man, that that scene for me alone just is one of the biggest standouts of, of what I love. So I mean, what what's a big scene that stands out for you, Friggins? So you may be surprised by this because like I also loved all of those amazing action scenes and the comedic stuff, like <laughs> fucking King Shark with the mustache <laughs> with his finger over his face. <laughs> They're like, that, that's not gonna work. Um, the, the all those scenes that you guys were talking that you were talking about right now, of course. But to kind of surprise, especially the two of you who have been who know me and we've done these so many times. This is probably one of the rare and few times where the flashback to the kid scene really hit me. And I really liked <laughs> I stole your thunder, huh? I love a bitch. Oh my god, the rat catcher to flashback there with Taika Watiti as her as rat catcher uh, was just it her heart and her like good natured soul wrapped around all of these like horrid individuals was just oh <laughs> his peeps was about to walk out because i think i'm, I'm talking about taking everything he wanted to say um but really i mean that's what stood out to me Th that was just something i'd never in a million years would have expected to see in a suicide squad movie this is a movie that is specifically designed for anti-heroes and villains um, to to save the day, and in this instance, she was somebody that shouldn't have been in this group. Um, so I I just really liked um, all that component. That was definitely one of the things that stood out to me. Um, I, I have more, but maybe we'll just kind of go around. So I'll pass it on to Peep so I don't steal all of yours. No, man, you go. I'm I'm go I'm going ham. Oh, I'm, you're I'm gonna just like I'm gonna add two or three. Blow them out. All right. Well, I will also add then. Um, I was a big fan of Starfish, uh, of, of the Starfish, Starro, Starro? Uh, okay. because I am not a kaiju person. I don't really care for Godzilla. I'm not really into the King right, Kong you're, stuff. You're, you're off of my cool boat. <laughs> you know this. We've had I this conversation. Do. I um, just want to pretend for the But film. it was so cool. And when I, the, this is what stands out about it, though. It's not just this cool thing that's happening, right? It's how it's being done. And so we consistently get... The situation where we have um, the third act, the final boss is fight, especially if it's a giant creature. It's at nighttime. There's clouds. There's smoke. You can't see anything. What's happening, right? And so in this instance, we get something different. We get bright daylight where you're seeing the monster in all of its glory stomping around the city. And that, again, is just something you don't normally get in these types of movies. So that was another moment that absolutely stood out to me. Um, and I'll throw one last thing out before I pass it over to you peeps. And I don't think you have this one, but um, I probably, do. I was not a huge fan of um, Rick flag in the first one with Joel Kinnaman is, he's not necessarily my favorite character. I don't necessarily dislike him either, but I didn't like him as Rick flag originally. I was like, he didn't have the build for him. He was really skinny and he didn't seem to have this like commanding presence. And then we jumped to this one dude bulked up. And I mean, he just had the personality down pat. Like I absolutely liked him as Rick flag um, in this version of him. Mm -hmm. And what really sold a lot of it was that like, um, 
you know, again, going to those like character moments and away from the action scenes, but where they're at the bar and they're parting it up. And, you know, Rick Flagg is like the, the soldier good dude that's supposed to be guiding these, uh, these, you know, villains. And he's like, yeah, have a drink with us. Come on, let's just have, have some fun while we're here. And it was just cool to see the human side of, of him. And um, I just thought his overall performance was much better than what we got in the original. And um, he just definitely fit the part more for me. I liked him a lot better for that. So I totally um, agree with that, man. I mean, I just saw an interview with Joel Kinnaman where he said, like, when he came back for this one, he told James Gunn, like, there's other things I want to do with the character. Like, can I, like, am I pigeonholed to do basically what I did in the first film? Or do I have that freedom to kind of almost reinvent myself with it? And you said Gunn was just like, do you, man? Like, do what you think is best for the character. So he played it differently, you know, and and you felt it, man. I mean, he's a almost totally different character in this yeah. one as he is in the first. He's very wooden in the first movie, you know. Like, this is Katana. She's going to cut you with her sword and trap you in her soul. <laughs> like, I'm in love, but yeah. kind of. Yeah. Moon, Empress. Like, like, it just, you know, like, yeah. And then in this one, yeah, he's just calm and casual and he's like that leader and it just flowed man i thought he was great in it as well so totally agree with you there man it just again just having that kind of freedom you know uh with it um you know if, if peeps is gonna go ham i'm gonna circle back and just say you know shout out to my boy john cena i thought he absolutely killed it as peacemaker i thought he just uh <laughs> <laughs> come on peeps you used to be a wrestling fan you need to get with the shit <laughs> you can't see me <laughs> um i just he was this is you know we, we joke all the time about people that are born to play certain roles and like he was born to play peacemaker man it just he was so fluid in this like cena's a hit and miss with me as much as i love him as a big wwe fan like on on the screen he seems to be better in the comedic roles like he oh, just yeah. really shines when he's being funny and he can kind of let loose when he's doing the more serious stuff like even like in a movie like bumblebee that i loved like he's very wooden kind of in bumblebee like because he's just the military just like oh you know we gotta take down this robot God, like it's just hoping like, he was going to actually not be that like you thought yes. he was going to be that and i'm hoping he wasn't but yeah. yeah like you said yeah so like so i'm just like oh i don't know man because he's playing this like captain america kind of guy like it's gonna be interesting to see and but he would eat a beef full of dicks <laughs> for justice yes, for justice <laughs> man you know, he does what's right, and he doesn't matter how many women or children he has to kill to get it. You know, <laughs> like, it just, he just, he he flowed with it. You believed in him. Like, he just was badass, dude. I just, <laughs> why are you in your underwear? <laughs> like, it just, like, uh, he just killed it, man. And, and I give the dude mad props, because if you've seen any of the promotional stuff, he's wearing the goddamn Peacemaker suit in, like, every interview. No he's way. walking down the street in California, <laughs> like, promoting the movie in full wow. Peacemaker suit. I've wow. seen him on Kimmel and Fallon and everything, dude. He does yeah. not take that goddamn suit off. He's it's a host so for funny. some other show, and he wears it while he's hosting yeah. another show. <laughs> yeah, that's on Wipeout. Like, yeah. I, it's crazy dude like how much he loves this character and and i just and i'm so happy for him that he's got the uh peacemaker show coming out on hbo max next year i think that's that. going to be great to see this character kind of continue on oh god um, i hated him i i, I want to see no him way. get his ass kicked and no killed at, no oh, at the end when the after credit scene where um they come back hey, we're to, not talking there yet oh we're not cutting <laughs> okay you're gonna have that as a separate we'll section okay yes. all right yes. <laughs> um but yeah, maybe just, he really liked that 
but I get, but you know, characters, characters are the big thing for me as standouts, yes. the things I loved. I mean, you with, with a movie with so many characters, you really dig everybody that you're kind of brought into. And somebody as stupid as Polka Dot Man, you know, which Peacemaker is even like, what's he do? Throw polka dots at people? And he's like, is, is that really what he does? He throws polka dots at people. Really what he, does? He, he does really what he does. Yeah. Um, you know, and then you know, just a character like that that's so damn stupid, but like it looked cool as fuck on the screen, like how it was like acid and it was burning through shit, and like the way they played it out was awesome, you know. Rat catcher, rat catcher two, like to be exact, right? Like like seeing that on paper, you're like He's including a fucking character named Ratcatcher right. Two. Like, yeah. what? Could we not afford Ratcatcher One? You know, like, yeah. it's just so weird. Yeah. But this girl, like you guys said, just was the heart of the movie. She was great. She shouldn't be there, you know, but she's there. And little Sebastian Ratatouille, like it was awesome, oh, yeah. man. You know, to have uh, King, King Shark, you know, being that, you know, basically the movie's Groot, you know, kind of just character to kind of follow along with and, you know, and just have that kind of monstrous, fun, loving kind of character, you know, who goes from trying to eat her to being her best friend by the end of the movie, you know, and just the him keeping us on our toes, the people that are going to die that you don't expect, you know, like I did not expect flag to die. Like that was crazy, man. Like, again, like, you know, they set up that whole fight, make peacemaker die. And then he kills flag and you're just like, holy shit, you know? And even the final words there of like peacemaker, huh? What a joke, you know? And then like such a cool line. I was expecting King shark to die. Yes. Yes. That dude's invincible, man. He fell out the building. He got shot by 15 machine guns. (laughs) The the starfish scene spread. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) So many little moments there, like with all these characters, but then even like, polka dot man dude you you got the end of the movie and he's like i'm a superhero <laughs> and he's dead and you're just like oh my god dude they just keep killing people we started this movie with like 20 characters and we ended with like four you know like it's just it's crazy man to see kind of just where it all went but um just the, the the ride it took the harley stuff harley even killing that president dude like did not oh, see that yeah. coming at all right they just had sex and then he's like yeah blah 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 blah. boom she just like shoots him and i'm like holy shit like and he bleeds out and dies like there's no saving there's no nothing coming back uh my damn camera keeps flaking out uh <laughs> <laughs> um, i can still but- see you on the other screen okay oh never mind nope. not anymore <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, I'll come back here in a second. You can still hear me though, right? Oh yeah. So that's, um, so yeah, so, um, yeah, it just things like that that just kind of come out of nowhere, um, and surprise the hell out of us. You know, is where this movie really, really shined. Is just you know taking us and on all these twists and turns and just people getting dumped <laughs> like you know gun said from the very beginning when he started making this movie you'll never know who's gonna live or die and he really led up to that you know from the first five minutes of the movie to the last five minutes of the movie so those are some big standouts peeps i'll hand it over to you man go ham tell us what you loved about the suicide squad oh my gosh so you know you guys touched on a lot of i i was i'm gonna try to machine gun this the best i can so <laughs> please tell me to shut up or jump in if i start dragging on too long but um, gosh, like you said, DX, the characters, they did such a great job. And I always am worried when it comes to a movie like this. Like generally, they, people struggle when we have one or two characters and we're supposed to care about them and root for them and feel for them. And even when it's just a Spider-Man, um, 
do I really believe in Andrew Garfield's uh, relationship <laughs> with you know Gwen Stacy and all that? You know what I mean? Like it, it's a challenge. I feel, but James Gunn and the writers and the actors and editors, everybody that put this movie together, got me to actually like feel for each and every single one of these characters to the point to where if somebody did die i'm like oh that sucks but at the same time like it wasn't just a death and they moved on like even polka dot man like there's the last scene where the rat catcher was like kind of grabbing his you know his clothes pieces and like kind of mourning over his death and um it and 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 the rick flat or the 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 flag uh scene as well like god like this movie gave me the feels a couple times and um, specifically, you know, the, the flag scene and, and, and so many other scenes, even when that fight first started with the two of them going at each other on the reflection of a helmet. What? Yeah. That was a cool that was shot. Such a dope start to that scene. And the scene when they, they went up, they left the, um, the, 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 the car and it's raining and it was super yeah. bright outside so there's this white silhouette in the background and all you see are the characters and they show <laughs> that the, the, the people shooting them can't really see and they're like but our heroes are just taking them out and King Shark rips that dude in half <laughs> and so cool Yes. Amazing, and and like I said before, the, the the one of the the things I liked about this is that there, there this was very, it was almost like it was a TV show. It was episodic. It was there were mm-hmm. chapters within, yeah. And mm-hmm. you know, then we even go we go to the Harley chapter, and then we go back mm-hmm. to the group, and 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 friggins, you were talking about the group in the bar, you know, in the first Suicide Squad, that bar scene was the first and one and only scene that they actually kind of link together yeah. and start having yep. like a person to person moment with each <clears throat> other where this movie there was stuff that built up to that and not only that but it kept that energy going like as as the movie kept going so all right sorry um so um the the <laughs> nom nom that nom nom joke nom, that nom. they that they kept going through the whole thing <laughs> Nom nom. Nanue, nom nom. Nom <laughs> nom. It was like a Hulk, sma- Hulk smash kind of thing. Right? Yeah. yeah. And then even at the end. Yeah. Nom nom. Yeah. No, 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 that friend <laughs> and then how they were following them and they were just those creatures maybe they're creatures from the dc like comic books they're like oh they're triple clips you know yeah. i don't know but they had some triple clips in there to, to up the, <laughs> the shark. um yeah exactly um like you said poke it up man it's your mom yeah <laughs> oh my god dude every time i had the fake the mom in the background it was just, at the dance club like, the yeah. club was the best oh my god i don't think i even noticed in the dance club the first time i watched it that's and then funny the second time i was like holy shit every girl Whoa, on the dance floor is the mom that's, that's awesome. funny yeah I was there's one with up. the beard yeah yeah <laughs> whoever they got i don't know who that was but like yeah no that's like every mom that like you know that's your friend's mom that you don't like Um, star labs drop like you're saying with harley um the um that you know i told myself you know if i saw a red flag i will get out of it immediately and we all know why you know that is and 
and the way that the you know uh Margot Robbie yes. um portrayed that like you know she's still she's still holly but like the 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 passion that that she you know like I'm not I'm not going to go down this road again I can't yeah. and the fact that she just shoots him and just lets him bleed out like that yeah. like, you're prettier like this yeah. <laughs> oh my like, oh, god man. so dark but like yeah. ah man it's so enjoyable i, I the Harley was amazing. This and her movie. breakout scene, man. Just how cool was that? Yes, Just, yes. I, I, exactly. And and I, in my head, all those those flowers and and rabbits. Yeah. In my head, that is what Harley sees. Oh when yeah, she yeah. does all this horrible thing, all yeah, the same. horrible things that she does. She yeah. that's why she's always laughing and doing cartwheels, and she's in a good mood because she's in a Disney movie. You know, she's causing these <laughs> flowers and rainbows to pop out of people when yeah. she's javeling their faces. So, yes, yeah, it just you guys are going to save me. <laughs> I can go, go back, back inside. <laughs> I we love have... just her, her. Just she's just so warm and, and then even like the little hug he gives her, just taps her with the gun. As oh like, yeah, her <laughs> her I like when she's like, "And we'll kill you if you have a custom license plate." <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, well, I took I, offense to that. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. I mean, I have yeah. one too. But... <laughs> That's not an open invitation for you to cough with your mouth yeah. open. Yeah, yeah. Well, I like too going back to her being like, I can go back inside and blood sport. He goes, he goes. Well, that's condescending. <laughs> While he's trying <laughs> yeah. to climb up the thing together. That's funny. <laughs> and 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 you know to go with uh, like you were saying with peacemaker. Like I, again, I don't. I've said this before. John Cena is the reason why I stopped watching wrestling back in 2021. Um, this, 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 back this in 2021? You mean? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Eight days ago? Twenty. Subtract 20 years of that. Okay. <laughs> but this 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 corny dude comes out and he's rapping. Yeah, boy, I'm a wrestler and I'm a rapper. I'm out. I'm out. I'm done. I'm he out. was awesome. But he, in this movie, man, he was so good. Like, he was... I again know nothing about Cap the uh, Peacemaker, but I just saw a dark ass Captain America slash um, mm-hmm. what's uh, Homelander like? like yeah, like he is doing good right. by him, and you know sometimes you gotta you know to make an omelet you gotta crack a few eggs. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry that that was your mom and your and your kids, but I'll do anything like he said for for justice and liberty. I, I he tells himself, and then. Uh, I almost call him Deadshot, you know, Bloodsport yeah. um, says, you know, like, I feel like you're just telling yourself that so you can do horrible things. And, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about, but yeah, that's yeah. literally his character. That's what yeah. you're doing, yeah. Well, that's what's yeah. funny. So, I mean, going to the whole Captain America thing, I've talked about this before and it's like, I was in an interview with Cena where he was saying that when he first got the movie and they started filming, he said he played the role totally different and he was playing it very military and very straightforward. Just I'm this hard ass military guy. And James Gunn's like, no, 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 you're doing it wrong. Like I want you to play it like a douchey Captain America. Like that's it. Like just be a bro-y douchey Captain America. And he was like, that's all he had to say to me. And we just flipped it. And he's like, (laughs) and that's the way we ran with it. And that's the character they got. And that's, I mean, honestly, I mean, who wouldn't get it at that point, right? You're playing a mm-hmm. douchey Captain America. Cool, got it. Let's roll. Action, it makes sense. You know? yeah. <laughs> and and that's what it is, dude. It's great. You know, he's all about justice and everything. But like you said, doesn't care who he has to kill to get it. You know. And and kind of leading into my the the other thing that that um uh, is that everybody? Oh um yeah. But leading into the other thing that that Friggins mentioned, my favorite part of the whole thing was. It's a little bit mixture between the um, uh, the blood sport and the uh, rat catcher. Just just their little 
relationship, that moment they had when you remind me of my daughter. I'm like, how does he remind you of his daughter? It's like, oh, wait, she's doing bad things because Mm -hmm. that's what her dad did. And now that's where his daughter is leading to. So like, okay, all right, I I get that. Um, And and then how she was like, like, I'm going to make sure nothing bad happens to you. And I'm just like, oh, yeah. Yeah, the I'll make sure to keep you, yeah. yeah. And uh, how she, you know, like, Taiga Watiti. I'm like, I, I thought he was in this movie. He's like, oh, yeah, he is. With his and whole then, you know, 15 seconds of screen time. Man. Yeah, then that scene. And then big impact. Again, yeah. at the end, it, that got me. Like, I was yeah. Done. Like, I, that hit me when the rats are going over him. And, and again, again, things coming around full circle where, yeah. um, you know, the rats are going over Bloodsport. Um, and, you know, that was his thing. Like, he has a phobia of that because of almost that same reason. But she's got him. You know, she's kind of covering him. And then she is thinking to herself, like, this was my dad's gift. This He gave me this. And because of this gift, I am able to... Save, save all my world. friends and save the <laughs> world essentially. Yeah. And I just I, I loved that moment. It was such a beautiful moment. Um and uh yeah, and, and just again his the relationship between the two, I just I, I just loved it. Um yeah, I don't know. I oh yeah, that's I think that's all that's all I got. <laughs> well, I got one more funny ass scene that popped in head that I just cracked the hell up at and really loved. Oh, the Milton. Second. Yes, yes, damn it, peeps. See, we're all stealing each other's shit. Milton is my shit. This is what I want to talk about here. <laughs> Milton, the bus driver, is with them in this building. He gets shot, and Polka Dot Man is pissed, and he's like, they killed Milton. Yep. <laughs> and then Bloodsport's like, Milton's with us? <laughs> Why is he like, here? He's like, well, what is he going to do? And he's like, he's Milton? Been with us. Are you serious? He's been with us the entire time. <laughs> I'm pretty <laughs> sure like, I would have known him. Mil- yeah, I'm pretty sure name. I would have noticed he was here. And then, yeah, and then Harley's like, who's Milton? <laughs> and he's like, yeah. are you kidding me right now? Yeah. This is Milton. He's like, I'm pretty sure I remember. <laughs> Milton's a pretty oh. unique name. Yeah. And then, and then I loved, and again, you talk about foreshadowing coming full circle. At the end of yep. the movie, Harley calls Bloodsport Milton. And she goes, I'll be your friend, Milton. Not my name. Not my name. <laughs> we had a whole sure conversation. For like we just had a whole hours. conversation about this. Like, that was so good, dude. The Milton moment fucking killed me, dude. They're like, yeah. why is Milton here? <laughs> I love, like, the slow walk as they're coming through the rain yeah. and the fog. And then oh, all of a sudden, yeah. Milton's at the end. I'm like, why is he there? <laughs> yeah. Um. I, I, I did forget to mention though we we're talking about the the time skips and I did love how they were like downstairs and then the bombs go off and like what's going on why are they yeah. getting off the bombs I'm like did I miss something right like, did they agree yeah because they even say like why did the bombs go off so early like and then you, yeah and no I'm like well, what's around? happening but then again I forgot about it because like a whole lot of cool shit is happening flag just died and she's running from peacemaker yeah. and then it goes eight minutes early I was like oh this is fucking amazing now yeah. you guys probably rolled your eyes I'm like this is fucking amazing no. So the point where he's going from a yeah and it shows up at the perfect time thank you cinematic movie comic book moment i don't fucking yeah. care so yeah. good like such a great entrance at so the funny too just, just yeah. <laughs> where he's well and that's the kind of thing that i would normally hate 
but you're right, Sean. You said it exactly right. You said that's a comic book moment. And this is a perfect example where you could take a comic book mo moment and make it work. And it works so well. And just that that slow look up at Peacemaker as they're about to face as off. he has that like, gun oh, right over yeah. her. And I'm like, that's the that's the one person you don't want to be pointing at. I just love, too, that right she, she's like, yep. why do you have to kill me? And he's like, because I'm thorough. Like, I just, yeah. I was like, oh, that's man. Like, you know, good line. Freaking so douchebag, man. <laughs> like, I get it. Like, you hate that guy. But he's literally one of those villains that I love to hate. Yes. Like, yes. He is yes. so bad he's good and he's, I, I, absolutely yeah. it reminded me of like joffrey from game of thrones like that kid was no, I, so I good because no, <laughs> but because he was so good at doing the role right he portrayed it he was so good. perfectly well I hate, if i see him in real life i'm throwing an orange at him <laughs> gotta split it <laughs> you know it's reality and not reality <laughs> but that's how you know yeah like that's like me gonna say i'm gonna punch john cena in the face if i see him which yeah no. good luck yeah <laughs> <laughs> no no that uh he's so good at being that bastard that like it was ah it was and then even was, that moment that they had before where they're all standing next to each other flag um him oh no yeah the moment in the car where he's like yeah. you, know, you can kill a man with one yeah. hit it's called kung chung pao yeah <laughs> and they all do yeah. it they yeah. all do it ah, like, so on good. three one <laughs> yeah. like, uh, i love to because cena blows that hole through the car and the guy's like half the guy's body is like gone and he sticks his hand through it and he's just jacking that dude like into the ceiling of the car like yeah. over and over and over again oh yeah God. and then the cool awesome. shit when they get out the back of the truck and then they're all three standing together yeah, yeah, yeah. his little, like little his little ass clothes <laughs> his, yeah his little <laughs> ass polo shirt looks all yeah. crap yeah Oh Hashtag R.I.P. Milton, man, saving the yeah. day. That yeah. shit cracked me up so much. I'm glad you thought of Milton also. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, and 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 I, and I again, I, I completely agree with you guys. Like them bouncing was great, but the moment where they decide to like again, the, the, Harley has always said like, "There's women and children," and the girl, the rat catcher, you know, like I know there's good in you, and then you know. The the blood sport like he's been a jerk the whole time but like fuck there's like there are like, like kids and shit over there yeah. like ah like yeah. for them just to turn around and do the right thing I love I love that moment also yeah that yeah. little slow yeah, and then good. like Waller's like like turn around turn yeah. around I'm like what's going turn on turn the man? fuck around <laughs> yeah. she, she was so she's good. so good she's so good we we were yeah. uh, Sean recently released his late uh, a classic episode when we were talking about Suicide Squad one. And there, at the time, we didn't know who was going to play Amanda Waller. And one of the like, <laughs> one of the projected persons was uh, Oprah. And I was like, oh, yeah. I remember. It. Wow. Or whoop, was it Oprah or Whoopi? I think no, one Oprah. of those was our joke. Was okay. Yeah. Um, and it was like, I just can't see her <laughs> in that role now, as because Viola Davis is like, man, she just oh. perfect. Yeah. Just Terrifying. no emotion, man. You know, like, so scary. Like, yes. Like when the people and like after she threatened with the daughter, you know, and then the 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 guy was like, "You wouldn't really do that, would you?" And she's like, "You yeah. don't know what half of what I do." You know, yeah. and I was just like, "Oh, I heard shit. he did the he did the motion." Yeah, for, he was the uh, mocap for King Shark. Yeah, yeah, and him and the uh, the blonde at the end. Well, you're probably going to talk about that. Yeah. So we'll go there. Boom! Post credit scene. So there. So there's a there's a little baby kind of like right away at the end of like at the start of the credits, which show us that Weasel is alive. 
um, which was a nice little just hilarity uh, moment again. The movie's kind of over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and we just go back to Weasel dead on the beach and he spits up the water and he's just like, <laughs> you know, and then it just waddles on off. And you're just like, what the fuck? And then it's just typical great James Gunn shit, right? Yeah. So Weasel's running around out there. He's free to go. Um, but yeah, we get to the final end, the post credit scene. So, you know, in the movie, like we talked about, when Idris Elba's doing his little fall and he faces off with Peacemaker and he shoots Peacemaker right in the throat. And it looks like Peacemaker's dead. I remember going into this movie wondering, okay, is the Peacemaker TV show going to be a prequel or is it going to take place after the after the movie? And after that scene, I looked over at our friend Geeky Pat and I was like, well, that just obviously shows that it's going to be a prequel, prequel. show, right? Yeah. And then, boom, we go to this post credit scene and we get the, the girl and the guy from uh, Belle Reve walking down the hallway and the nurse is like, yeah, we found him. Can't believe he even had a heartbeat. And we see Cena's there alive in a hospital bed and they're like, what do you want to do with them? And they're like, oh, we need them to save the fucking world. You know? <laughs> and, wow. and it's just like, oh, shit. Like, so a good setup for the TV show that we're going to be getting. Uh, like I said, um, he's getting the Peacemaker spinoff HBO Max show, which will probably debut at some point next year. Uh, eight episodes from what I understand, all written by James Gunn as well. Nice. I believe he directed the first two episodes. And, and then the last idea. one or something, right? And then maybe the finale, yeah. But then someone yeah. someone else directed the other episodes, but he wrote and produced the entire show. So he said he wrote nice. it while they were doing Suicide Squad. So it has the same tone. It has the same energy, like everything. So it is a full continuation where we'll learn more backstory. We'll learn more of what this character is doing for the government, you know, whatever the case may be. So an interesting post credit scene. I didn't expect this. I kind of was wondering what they would do with the post credit scene. I'm like, is this going to be something into Flash? Or like, are we going to go into like maybe one of the upcoming movies that bring us back into our main characters? Is it going to be a spinoff to something else? And um, But this is what we got. So I dug it. Um, it's a cool kind of setup for the TV show. Again, I still, still a piece of me was hoping for something to the bigger DC universe. Like we talked about earlier, I was hoping for a little bit of something more leading to that future. Um, but I'll, I'll take it for what it is. So, uh, yeah. what would you think about the credit scene? Um, you know, the, the, the weasel thing, I, I was, <laughs> I was super happy about it. Um, what's his name? Sean Gunn, James Gunn's yeah. brother. The, yeah. He does the motion capture for Rocket. He's also Kraglin yeah. in, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. And... He popped up in the jail earlier. Too. Yeah. He, he... Did he? He was, yeah, he's, the one, he was the one making fun of, uh, Polka Dot Man. When yeah. They were recruiting Polka Dot Man. And I, he was like, I think I want you for my kid's birthday party or something like that is what he said. <laughs> wow. I don't want to like, like sidetrack, but like, I'm very curious, like what characters popped up in that scene? Like there's a chick with all the multicolored yeah, face. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Kaleidoscope was her name. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. And then, uh, and then Sean Gunn was calendar man. <laughs> oh yeah. Cause he had the tattoos all over. Yeah. I didn't realize and who then the he guy was. next to him was uh double down. I think is his name. Okay. Oh. So those, those are those are those characters. But yeah, I thought it was great to see that Weasel's alive. I know we're pro- yes. I want a Weasel spit on. So <laughs> yeah. no. But um, <laughs> no, uh, so, so hashtag funny, Weasel spit on. Funny story about the the after credit scene is uh, every time I you know see a movie like this, I'm like, is there? Because I don't want to sit here for nothing. So I, I go to the wiki and I hit you know the button and then I scroll and I, I I try to get to the last scene and if I see another paragraph at the bottom, I'm like, okay, there's something else. And then I so I, I stopped reading. So I, I did this, I did that this time, and I scrolled and I saw Bruce. And I was like, oh shit. Okay. All right, we're gonna get some Bruce Wayne cameo finally. And then they had the peacemaker thing. I was like, hmm. 
that's not what I thought it was. I mean, that's cool. And I didn't know about the TV show at the time. I was like, that's cool. So, all right, whatever. Um, but what is that Bruce Wayne thing? And I go back and I'm like, Bruce Wayne tells them to uh, get rid of the Task Force X. I'm like, isn't that the first one? And I look and I was on the first, I was on the wrong movie. So, that's funny. So, yeah, was, we hashtag that shit, D. No, yes. we are not. No weasel spinoff, please. Let's get a prequel. No, I don't want a prequel. Yeah. No. I want to see where he kills the 24 kids. <laughs> I need to see that show. But they're weasels, so it's okay. Like, we're yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's like but uh, no, I mean it, it's great. I, again, I, I like I said, I, I really did not. I love to hate this character. I can't wait to see him so I can continue to love to hate him <laughs> and to see where it goes. Like, are they doing a show just to have you know a, another story, a side story, or or is it connected to something maybe bigger? I don't mm. know. I, I could dream, but um, I think I, I was saw hoping Gunn it was, was flag that, that was going uh, to be alive though. I th- yes. I think- I think Gunn was saying that the Peacemaker show will have some bigger ties to the DCEU um, mm-hmm. than the movie okay. did. So hopefully we'll see a little bit of cool. this or that coming up. Nice. But yeah. It's, so that was my problem with the post credit scene was the fact that it wasn't flag. Um, you know, when they were getting into uh, the hospital, they like the quote they said was like, he's got a strong heart. Um, so you know they had the blade in his heart so i was like i keep i was every time someone gets stabbed in the heart now i think back to one of the i think it was john wick too where he stabs common in the heart it's like don't don't take it out you you could probably make it to the hospital so that's what i was kind of thinking and you know and then when it showed as soon as it showed john cena's face i was like fuck you i hate you <laughs> like i wanted it to be reflect because he got so redeemed in this film uh, but good. it is what it is and uh, i am excited for the show i would have been fine with a prequel but <laughs> uh but you know whatever it, it's gonna be what um again he, he did such a standout job for the whole film so uh we'll see how that goes but i i was hoping for flag but i, I will say too friggins whenever we role play i feel like you channel a little bit of uh flag in our D- uh, dungeons and dragons game so you, <laughs> so you know I, I heard some friggins in that accent a little a little bit of the the southern hint in the background yeah, yeah. no this here's katana <laughs> her blade traps the souls Soul. of the dead yeah. <laughs> it's her boyfriend or something that's funny that you thought it could have been flagged like that thought never ever crossed my mind um, that that's what oh, it would be i was hoping, I, I, I totally yeah. thought it would be peacemaker because of the the spinoff show plus i mean they, they showed an inside of his body shot of that thing piercing his yeah they heart. did a more combat fatality and the building came on top and of the building too. came on top yeah. he did he he, although the building did come off on top of uh john cena as well too <laughs> right yeah but you know but yeah. <laughs> well cool yeah. cool so all right it's that time man final thoughts going around again kind of in summary you've heard us now for over an hour basically gushing over this movie it is a lot of great stuff it's got heart it's got the violence it's got the action i mean it's really got everything <laughs> that you would ever want uh just make sure the kids aren't watching um, <laughs> yeah. you know i mean it just it really does the job man and it's cool as hell to see dc take a step into their cinematic universe into something as gory and over the top i mean there was a dick in this movie i mean like you wouldn't think in a dc movie that that's something you would see again this is in the same universe as shazam and aquaman um but uh you know it's cool to see that they got the freedom to do it because it's 
you know, and unless we get that R-rated Deadpool, you know, I don't know. Like, I mean, we're never going to get something like this in Marvel land, you know. So it's really cool to see them take a chance, do something a little bit different. Uh, I wish the box office would have paid off a little bit better for them um, because I don't know where the future is going to happen for us <laughs> with the money that it's taking in. Um, and that's unfortunate because I would love to see James Gunn come back and do another Suicide Squad and maybe bring in some other characters and actually bring Deadshot back and actually do more with it. But uh, we'll have to wait and see on that. But I thought this was a fantastic movie. Like I said, four and a half out of five stars for me. Um, one of the best movies of the year. Just a blast and a fun, fun ride. Like I said, going. I watched it two days in a row, man, back to back, you know, from theater to at home and you know, who knows, probably watch it at home again or maybe even flip through to just some of the good parts, you know, um, before it leaves HBO Max. But had a had a hell of a time with this man and highly, highly recommend it. So, Friggins, what's the final thoughts, bro? You know, I mean, you pretty much covered everything. I, I guess the only thing I would say is just something I said a little bit earlier, but just, you know, to recap is this is a film that made me care about characters that some I didn't even know existed and that's someone who's read comic books for his entire life so you know it was it was interesting something i would never expected and one of the things that i'm really enjoying is that we are getting a little bit of of, of different types of almost genres in a lot of these films like uh the wb is now allowing their creators to kind of have a little bit more freedoms. You talked about aquaman um one of the things they focused on was getting comic accurate costumes on the screen that worked extremely well when people said there's no way those types of, you know, extreme Aquaman style kind of costumes would work. And then here we're getting a rated R violent movie about villains killing people, which is what it should have been from the beginning when they did the first one. And they allowed that to happen. And so what all this does really is this film not only was enjoyable, not only did it give me everything I've ever wanted in this type of movie, but it also gives me hope that they're going to continue to um, you know, allow some of these directors to take a little bit more liberties than what they might have been doing previously uh, to seeing the fan success. And again, I think there's also an understanding that we're, you know, given the circumstances of the, the country or the world, rather, um, there's an impact on the financial aspect. So I think that, you know, maybe there be a little bit more likely to give directors and things more chances as things start to get better down the road but nonetheless it, it was a movie that made me care about characters i probably shouldn't have cared about and th that in itself says a lot boom Peeps. how many stars is oh there? right uh five out of five for me i mean i i wow it's all nitpicks i don't see how you can give it just a half but you know what that's all right don you do you i'm hey. giving it a five I don't know how you gave Jungle Cruise two stars. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Pay my boy the rock some respect. <laughs> Peeps. Um, so speaking of that, I mean, I, I, I heard rumors and, you know, during the development that even Black Adam was going to be kind of popping up as like the main antagonist or villain in this one. Um, I don't know how that would have went down. But <laughs> that would have been fun. But like, it just kind of goes to like the, the future and, and the possibilities that we could potentially get into. We are getting a Black Adam movie. Could we see a Black Adam cross paths with the Suicide Squad? Could we see any of the Justice League members cross like in a Batman movie? Like see the the justice or the the suicide squad kind of pop up in there just a character you know like it, it, like friggins was saying like we have all these throwaway characters that we didn't even know about that we actually kind of are starting to care about that we could 
we can get more. And this is proof that, you know, we don't have to have uh, a Green Lantern or a Wait, Superman what? to cut his mic. Cut his mic, Don. A movie. <laughs> we don't have to have. Yes, he cut his mic. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Your head just kind of exploded, peeps. God damn it. Um, you know, to enjoy the movie. Um, you know, and and I really like you were saying, DX. I really hope that this movie does well. Um, I really hope that we get more of it. I mean, even Kevin Feige was given uh, James Gunn, uh, not really praise, but he's like, 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 make a great movie. Like, yeah. I, he wishes that he wishes he visited the set. the set, man. Yeah, like Show that. How support. how dope is that? Like, yeah. th- you would think conflict of interest, but no, like, no. do you and. I, I enjoy this movie so much. I want more Suicide Squad. I want more like this. In this, um, uh, th- this, this, it was so much fun. It, it, it is is all I can say. Those of you that haven't seen it, that want to listen to us talk about a movie you haven't seen, it's so <laughs> much fucking fun. If you haven't seen it, and if us googling and oogling about it doesn't make you want to see it, go see it. Um, and uh, you know it. it um, you know, lines like Starro as he's dying saying, I was happy looking yeah. at the stars is like, <laughs> it says so much about yes. that. Like, yeah. wow, like he did, he literally this is got all y'all's old. fault for it grabbing me and bringing me yeah. into the spaceship. Right. Yeah. I was like, I'm floating was, around. Chilling. I was cool. And y'all did this. So yeah. I, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, yeah, there was a, was a lot of, there was a lot of, and I feel like the more I watch this, the more I'm going to catch. I want to physically take people to see this movie so I can see their reactions, so I can, you know, experience this through them through the first time. And I, I loved it so much. I mean, I a hundred percent will give it five starrows. If I can give it six nice. starrows, I would. Like I have been saying this movie is literally comparable in terms of overall enjoyment to the MCU films. I would say it would probably even be better than it would in the world of stacking. It would be probably in my top five, like a comic book film related superhero movies of all time. Like I, I just had such a good time. Laughs, tears, action. Oh my God. I love this. Like Mm -hmm. connections to the story, everything, 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 everything. It was so much fun. I don't, I'm sorry. (laughs) Friggins. I want some little kids that I know to watch this goddamn movie because I think they might like it. I watched RoboCop. I watched RoboCop at eight. Yes, me too. Predator, (laughs) Aliens. They'll be okay. I hope. (laughs) I hope. What's your stars? Oh, you said five stars. Five five starros. That's right. Five starros. All right, man. Hey, man. That's super high praise. We got. Two five star reviews, a four and a half from me. And who knows, man? I almost, after watching it the second time, was like, oh, I should just give it five. But then I felt like I was compromising a little bit because my gut coming out of theater didn't say a full five. So you'll change it. I'm gonna stick with it. Next time we, we have this half. conversation, like, right, <laughs> so we'll so. see. We'll see. But hey, guys, the Suicide Squad is now playing in theaters worldwide and it is streaming on hbo max for a limited time for 30 days before it's taken off and is at no extra charge unlike disney plus so if you want to watch this movie as many times as you want go on over and check it out in hbo max what's up fred i I am curious though with especially with it being at four and a half stars where does this rank within your listing of the dc movies the dceu films 
Well, we were getting to that next because oh. then, just like we do on the MCU, what we like to do with these comic book movies is rank our universes. So, yes, this adds another film, the 11th film of the DCEU of the extended universe once again that started with Man of Steel and runs through to this. Um, once again, not counting any of the spinoff kind of stuff, uh, extra universes like Joker and different things like that. So uh, 11 films uh, breaking down of the DCEU. So as we always like to do, how does this fall in the overall grand scheme of things? So peeps, I will let you kick it off. What you got for your DCEU countdown? Oh, we're, we're, we're kicking them all off? Okay, all right. <laughs> all right well it, it, it's a no-brainer for me um uh i would say that bottom bottom number 11 is wonder woman 84 sorry uh we got <laughs> don't you get the fuck uh-huh. i got my finger on yet. the button <laughs> batman v superman's number 10 batman <laughs> v superman it's over it and it's not that <laughs> um yes uh, number nine, I got uh, the last suicide, the, the other Suicide Squad movie. All right. <laughs> um, then I have shit. Oh no, yeah, original Justice League. Okay, original Justice League. Then I have uh, Birds of Prey for number seven. Uh, number six is Shazam. Number five is Wonder Woman. Number four is Aquaman. Enjoy it. Uh, number three is Man of Steel. Number two is Snyder Cut Justice League. Number one is the motherfucking Suicide, the Suicide Squad 2021. <laughs> the, don't stories. forget the, the. <laughs> That is awesome. Yes. God damn. Man, coming out the gate, number one of the DCU. Holla. All right, Friggins, what you got? All right. Well, for me, um, Peeps and I feel the same for Wonder Woman 1984 because that is at the bottom of mine at number 11. Uh, right next to it, number 10, is the Justice League, the uh, theatrical version. Um, and here's where Don is going to cut out my mic because I have uh, Man of Steel at number 9. <laughs> 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 Got, I'm so, sorry, I totally sorry, lost guys. Fred. Sorry, it's guys. I don't know yeah, what happened he has a lot of internet but, issues, you know, I think. Uh, yeah, I man. think his internet, he's using oh, that dial-up AOL. Well. It was again. the mic and I, the video. I thought Ooh. he said Man of Steel was number one. That's where we left no, off. No, no, no. no. <laughs> um, so Man of Steel was number nine on mine, and then followed by uh, Aquaman at number eight. I know that's probably going to hurt, too. Um, and then number seven, I have Suicide Squad, the first one. Uh, number six, I have Batman v Superman. Number five, I have Birds of Prey. Number four, I have Shazam. Uh, number three, I have the Snyder Cut. Uh, number two is the Suicide Squad, the movie we just reviewed. And then at my number one spot, I have the Wonder Woman, the first one. He's a the Wonder Woman. <laughs> <laughs> I added the, the. <laughs> Adding the the. The yeah. the doesn't make it better, friend. <laughs> That movie is great. What do you want to think? <laughs> um, wow. Okay. So yeah, we are all over the place on these countdowns right now. I'm gonna so, have to. I'm, we're gonna have to have some in depth conversations about this friggin'. Uh, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> but not. All too. right. Well, one thing we can all agree on is that number eleven for me is Wonder Woman 1984. Nice. So I think we have a trifecta there at the eleven spot. Uh, number ten for me is Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous one oh. Harley Quinn. 
Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Uh, number nine is the Suicide Squad, the original one from 2016, just mm-hmm. Suicide Squad. Uh, number eight is the first Wonder Woman movie. Wow. Uh, number seven is Shazam. Number six is Aquaman. Number five is the Suicide Squad. So that's where number five comes in for me for that new film. Number four is Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. Uh, number three is Justice League, the theatrical cut. Number two is Man of Steel. And number one is Zack Snyder's Justice League. Far above and beyond <laughs> as the masterpiece that that is that we have also discussed in great deal. So look for that podcast as well if you haven't listened to it. Um, but yes, so that is the number one Zack Snyder's Justice League, also available on HBO Max <laughs> as well. Normally, so yeah, so interesting we... breakdown. Yeah, I mean, yes, the the bottoms line up, but normally somewhere in the middle we we line up, and that just did not happen. Not that time, <laughs> like at all. I couldn't believe the theatrical Justice League was so. I I, I know we've you, gone through this before. Like, I know. Just, to I, me, you it, like it's like teams. we talked about. Yes, like, we talk about why all the Avengers movies are at the top of my Marvels. Like something special about the team up movies. Seeing a Superman, Flash, Wonder Woman, Batman, Aquaman all together on the big screen for the first time, regardless of. How that all continued to play out. It was just something very special at the time for me, seeing characters I grew up on that I loved coming together and having this team up movie. Um, regardless of its issues, it's just it's a fun ride for me uh, of just seeing these guys fight together and being on the screen together. So it's just that's more out of just the the heart of the matter, not necessarily quality of the movie, you know. Fair. And that's you know, we've said it before, that's what is the the beauty of film, you know, we can all like different things. We can all hate different things. And, it, and it's just, everything hits people differently. And um, it's always fun to see where, how different our list can be at times. So that's why we do it. <laughs> Very subjective, you know, and that's, yeah. that's, you know, especially when you're talking about humor and stuff like that, things that are funny to one person or not to other people and so forth. So, I mean, so it's always very cool to see how things resonate with people. So, um, but that's it, guys. We, we come full circle. That is the Am I Still in the Air Suicide Squad spoiler review. Thank you so much for tuning in once again. And uh, time to shout it out, man. How can we follow all these great peeps and make sure that we are joining along for the conversation with everything that everybody's doing? So, peeps, tell us, man, where can the people find you? <clears throat> well, you can find me, of course, on the Red Dragons Radio. Also, I've got my own, my own show, The People's Forum. Go ahead and Google it. Uh, also on the iTunes, also on the Spotify's, but uh, Twitter. If you want to hit me up, throw a DM, throw a, you know, hey, I think you're wrong with everything you're talking about. <laughs> uh, as DX has displayed, number four, my peoples, four, my peoples on the Twitter. Uh, tomorrow, we got a new episode coming out uh, talking about the what ifs. Uh, I didn't get DX and Friggins on, but I did get some ideas, some Marvel what if um scenarios that they gave me and i talk about it and can probably completely butcher <laughs> what they thought but... i'll be like that's nothing like what yeah, i said that's, that's, that's not, not right. what i said at all <laughs> we'll see we'll see check it out yeah awesome awesome yeah check out the people's forum right there on red dragons radio along with all the other great podcasts so easy enough to find on top of all the other great podcast platforms so fred what about you my friend well, you see, I tend to pop up every once and again here on the RedDragonsRadio.com network. Um, so I always thank you guys for having me on your shows, Don, having me here on Am I Still on the Air? 
and peeps having me on the people's forum you know it's always fun to be able to get on there and uh chat with you guys about movies tv shows or whatever the heck that we're talking um i actually was also invited to uh join one of my uh, a couple of my buddies over on another podcast called hold on i'm almost there um so we did a spoiler discussion of the game of thrones season one um also a previous episode about star wars so you can check that uh show out as well uh for some motivational stuff if you wanted to get a little bit of uh here some guys talking about motivation and you know working out and stuff like that but we they occasionally do movie things and that's where they uh you know call me to go help them out and talk some about the movies so did that one just recently um twitter instagram it's real simple they're the same thing at friggins that's f-r-i-g-g-i-n-z friggins with a z um and uh uh, lastly, I'll mention too that we do a live stream D and D game on Twitch uh, with me and my buddies. Um, and so if you like, and, and peeps, he's he's one of them that's there too. So if you like hearing his voice, you can see his voice and hear see his face and oh, no, you're right see his voice time. and hear his face um, over on <laughs> that's on <laughs> Twitch. <laughs> um, so that would be at uh, twitch.tv slash mead and friends. That's mead like the drink twitch.tv slash mead and friends uh if you're into DD and stuff like that but yeah that's pretty much where i'm at right now and uh, you know hopefully one of these days i'll have my own show on red dragons radio if i can ever get out of work yeah we've only been waiting like eight years <laughs> for it so, uh, right. hopefully one of these days one of these days well, who these knows days. you know it took peeps about four years to bring his show back so you know true, sometimes true. it happens <laughs> so waiting on that deadpool 2 <laughs> oh that's right <laughs> <laughs> I think we have that, didn't we? Didn't we I think we recorded again? it. I we just don't think you posted it. I don't think you ever posted it, it though. Yep, that was where you left there. everybody hanging. You're like, next yep, week, yeah. Deadpool 2 review. Never happened. It's, <laughs> it's there. It's Three there. years the, went by. The with, Peeps uh, cut is coming. Zero episodes. So, the Peeps cut. Nice. <laughs> Release the Peeps cut. There you go. All right, guys. Well, hey, thanks for Peeps and Friggins joining along. You can follow me as well at DX Don Mega. The show is Am I on the Air? That's our main show. Uh, of course, that airs every Monday night, bringing you the latest and greatest in entertainment news, television, movies, and reviews right here on Am I on the Air? This is Am I Still on the Air? So all these spinoff episodes are on the same feed where you can listen to spoiler reviews and breaking news, different things like that that happen. And don't forget our other spinoff, the Am I on the Air Quick Bites, real quick 10, 15-minute episodes that breaking news, different things that happen throughout the week. So make sure you subscribe to that. It is a separate podcast feed, so make sure you grab that. But of course, everything's available on reddragonsradio.com. You can see in the little ticker at the bottom, everything else, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music. It's all there, man. So go subscribe to whichever one you like the best and then follow along with everybody here on the show. So thanks again for joining us on this awesome, awesome breakdown of The Suicide Squad. So have a great night, everybody, and until next time, y'all, peace! Red